What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Longer Life Podcast. As always, I am your host, Joe Longa, and I'm super stoked and grateful to have you all here today. I'm excited about today's episode because it is with one of my friends from the Quantum Healing Collective, the wonderful self-improvement collective and uh, community that I'm a part of. Uh, We meet every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and at 9.30 Sunday mornings Eastern Standard Time. And uh, we have guest speakers on and it's just been amazing. This has been a very transformative group group in my life. And awesomely today, one of our other members, Claudia Moriel, has decided to come and have a conversation with me on plant medicine, which I'm super excited to share with you guys because it has not only been something that's been important to me in my life, it's also something that I'm ready to explore on a deeper level. So Claudia was kind enough to share her experiences with plant medicine. Uh, Her and I have had brief discussions here and there through the Zoom meetings uh, while we're conversating. So we haven't been able to dive really deep and that's the reason I really wanted to get her on the show. Plus she's just an awesome human being um, and I think you'll really enjoy her story surrounding how all the different uh, forms of plant medicine that she was uh, that she's used to help get her to her next iteration of life uh, have helped her, and uh, I think you'll get a lot of value from her too. She's just amazing. Um, this is this was a really cool podcast for me, like I said, because I'm ready to take my own plant medicine journey further. Uh, when I was in my youth, I used. Um, different forms of psychedelics and plant medicine, but it was much more in a party setting and it uh, was not with intention for growth or any therapeutic value. It was more just to have a good time with friends, which I won't discredit. There are moments when profound things can happen in that uh, during those times and learning can be done. But in my particular situation, it was more fun than uh, learning. As I got older, I began to microdose with uh, psilocybin and do that in a much more therapeutic sense, uh, using journaling, putting intention on it, asking deep questions, and I I found tremendous uh, therapeutic value, especially in the calming of uh, my overactive ego. Uh, it definitely has a default mode network uh, turn off, so it allows you to view your life from a much more viewer's standpoint rather than uh, someone who's judging every moment that you make. It turns the judger off, as I would say. Um, but I'm ready to dive deeper and do a more um, intense, I guess is the right word, form of psychedelic therapy or plant medicine therapy. Um, Claudia has actually gone through most of, uh, pretty much all of the ones that I would like to uh, experience. So this was a, just a gift of a conversation to have with her. Um, yeah, I, I hope you guys are really excited for this. Uh, I don't, anybody who listens to the show, uh, I would imagine may, would be open-minded enough to be into learning about this stuff. I think it's uh, a missing piece in our medicine system in today's day and age. It's been around longer than our current medicine system, and it, when used properly and done in the correct uh, set and setting with the, with the right shaman or sitter, uh, tremendous healing potential is there. So much so that people have healed from severe drug addictions with one to two treatments, PTSD treatments, uh, a couple of treatments and these um, people are getting better and they never have to do anything else other than those two treatments. They can continue to meditate, which I recommend for anybody anyways, just any human should be taking the time out to quiet their mind, but 
this tough this stuff truly heals people when done properly so I'm really excited but before we get started there's a couple things that I want to talk about today that I'm that I'm excited about one is a company called ancestral supplements um, I have no affiliation with these guys I just am excited about the company I think that they're doing something amazing I think that they are on the cutting edge of of something that we are missing in today's diets um, I know that this is a touchy subject for people, especially, I mean, I am an all-out animal lover and a planet lover and uh, all about working synergistically with Mother, Mother Earth and making this thing symbiotic. So I also do believe that at some point in time in our human evolution, we were eating meat, but on a very small scale. And when we did eat it, we ate the whole thing because we weren't going to waste an animal that we sacrificed their life. So... This company in particular, uh, Ancestral Supplements out of uh, Texas, they are doing something wonderful. They are basically giving you a nose to tail. In this particular formula that I'm taking, I'm taking the grass-fed beef organs. This is a nose to tail, just like a starter pack on how to get these type of organs into your diet. And the reason for this is because when you eat the organ of an animal that's fed well and healthy, you're actually getting the most bioavailable form of nutrients for each one of those organs. So this particular uh, supplement that I'm taking has uh, New Zealand grass-fed liver, uh, heart, kidney, pancreas, and spleen. Uh, all of them are 600 milligrams inside um, gelatin caplets that are also made from, I believe, uh, a similar... Um, animal product that is uh, well maintained. These are all sustainable practices. This is not commercial farming. This is not feedlots. This is practices that help to synergistically, they work synergistically with our earth so that way we can be healthy and earth can be healthy. Um, their bottle says right on it says, for most of human history, we consume the whole animal nose to tail with deep respect and profound purpose. That's huge. For instance, Native Americans and early ancestral healers believed that eating the organs from a healthy animal would strengthen and support the health of the corresponding organ of the individual, also known as like supports like. The traditional way of treating a person with a weak heart was fed the heart of a healthy animal. Since we've abandoned these ways, the modern world has left us malnourished with an epidemic of declining health. So, for ancestral supplements, they're saying the solution is to find ways to recreate our ancestral environment, sleep, nourishment, movement, sunshine, etc., which is great because they're not just focusing on the fact that they're selling you a product that they want you to buy. They're focusing on, this is a holistic approach, using everything from sleep, nourishment, movement, sunshine, etc. I love that. And it says, it's time we honor our ancestors by putting back in what the modern world has left out to return our people back to strength health and happiness we walk our talk and we offer a one-of-a-kind guided experience and you can learn more at www.ancestralsupplements.com and i'll put a link in the uh description i mean i actually sent an email you get a letter with this stuff from the from the owner Brian Johnson and he actually asked you to write him an email explaining why you're buying his products and I did and he was kind enough to write back personal email and uh, 
Not only that, I got a discount too. You got a 20% discount for the for my next purchase, um, which is amazing. So check out Ancestral Supplements if you're uh, looking to try that form of health. Again, I am not uh, opposed to uh, any vegetarian or vegan diets. I think those are great. And I'm also not opposed to all carnivore diets. I'm kind of indifferent about it all. I think if you find a diet that makes you healthy and you are not hurting our planet and you're supporting it, then you are doing well. Um, for that reason, I also want to mention the show's sponsor, and that is Perium. I am super stoked on Perium. I actually recently just bought their juice bar in a bag, which comes with like an insane amount of different juices. Uh, it's beat, can't beat this, which is like their pre-workout, uh, a carrot juice, which is a literally like just carrot juice. It's like 100% organic, beautifully grown on sustainable farms organic carrot juice. Um, there's a plethora of other things. Aloe Digest. Um, I also ordered their Kamet, which is a, a wheatgrass, an Egyptian wheatgrass that helps with the cleansing process. Uh, just an amazing, amazing company. And my favorite is the Power Shake. Um, it's something that I'm now drinking every day and it, it gives you healthy fats, healthy greens. It's wonderful. And all of this stuff is 100% organic from sustainable and regenerative farming uh, farms from all over the world that are they're literally healing our planet and they're healing you at the same time so if you'd like to try these out there'll be a link in the description you can get $50 off your first purchase of $75 or more by putting in the code longa life at checkout and uh, yeah I think that's enough talking from this guy today this is a long episode and a long intro and I uh, really appreciate anybody who's taken the time to sit through the whole thing and even get to the episode itself because this is my longest intro yet. But I had a lot to talk about today. So thank you. I love you guys so very much. Uh, if you are relaxing, sit back, open up that mind, open up that heart, take a deep breath. If you're driving, open up those ears, open up that brain, and let's get a notebook out and a pen if you're interested in some of the information that Claudia is going to be dropping in this. And yeah, get ready for my friend and wonderful human being, Claudia Moriel. Right. Well, I'm super stoked to talk about this because like once you did your talk the other day on our meeting, I was like, yeah. you and I really need to like go deeper on this and I need to know all sorts of stuff. And I've just never like gotten to know you in the group. And so yeah. it was cool. It was cool. Yeah. yeah I had a mo there was like a moment there where I was like, there's doubt like, cause we've, I, I, we've sat close to one another when we were actually sitting at quantum and doing yeah. quantum. So it was always a vibe there. And I was, I've always been, ex I knew there was something that we had to talk deeper about. Cause I remember you saying something way back then. And I was like, wow, we should, we should probably talk. You know? Yeah. So yeah. I'd like to know, Definitely, like, wait, because I, I know we're definitely going to get talking into plant medicine, which I'm super excited about. Um, sure. But I'd like to get a little bit of your background, like, you know, what what is it that, uh, who who are you, what you do? Who, are, who am I? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So where do I start? So, like, as a profession, I'm a full time makeup artist, and oh, cool. I've been in the beauty industry for like most of my life. Like, I okay. was like grew up in a salon kind of thing. Yeah. But like, uh, I've always said that I'm very lucky that I've always had sort of like a spiritual background to go mm. along with that because it's always kept me like grounded and mm. it's never gotten me like too far into sort of the superficial side of life. Mm. Um, so like I went, I was like, I was working at Mac Cosmetics and going to yoga teacher training at the same time. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you've yeah. always had like balance, so to speak. Yeah. 
Yeah, I've been very fortunate that um, my life has worked out that way. Yeah, totally. Because I mean, some people don't have it that way. One usually it takes like one of those really like most people I talk to, they have no spiritual background whatsoever, and then something happens, and it's like, oh my god, I need to do this. Right. So I I find it very interesting because. For me personally, spirituality has always been something lingering in my life since I was a little kid. It's always been something I've been interested in, like the magical side of life, basically. So, so that was something that was, who do you think, did you get that from somebody, like one of your like parents or friends, or is it something that you think came from a relative? Yeah. It's in my family. Yeah. Um, uh, my family is Mexican. I'm mm-hmm. the first American born in the United States. No way. The first generation. Yeah. That's and cool. I come from a family of like, I, I guess one of my aunties was like a curandera mm. and one of my uncles is, um, all he does is teach people how to transcendental meditate and leave their bodies. He has a whole oh, school way. in Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. What, for those people who don't know, what is a curandera? Curandera is um, sort of like a traditional, like um, older, wiser woman who heals with herbs and mm. Um, sort of nature and kind of like a shaman almost yeah like a female shaman yeah Yeah. beautiful I Mm -hmm. love that so when you get on your spiritual journey I mean what was something that you started doing that really like pushed you into it because it seems like you're pretty deep into it now I mean just from listening to what we talk about at our uh, the healing collective quantum healing collective like it sounds like you're definitely into like you've you've dived into this like you're i know you do the reese institute you're a part of the reese institute now i was yeah, i'm not now I, yeah. I did the three-year program mm-hmm. no kidding wow yeah. so um what what is it that like pushed you because it's do you do this more than makeup now or does this seem to be more of your passion as to your spirituality yeah and um it, it's really the plant medicine teacher that are pulling me back in this direction mm. um but I, I think like really what the catalyst where I started it all was like, I was like 19 years old mm-hmm. and I read Siddhartha mm-hmm. by Herman Hess. And I was like, what is this enlightenment that they're, that he he's seeking and that he looked for? And then I read the alchemist and mm-hmm. um, I was like, what is this? And I just got hungry for it. It was like something like woke up. Yeah, like an innate truth inside of you is like, hey, this is uh, something for you to continue to seek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and and a lot of people do tell me that, you know, inside of the crazy world that I work and live in, which is the TV and film industry, mm. that I, I'm like a like a calming sort of um, essence in the trailer and really the actor. Like I like sometimes I'll touch people and I'll be working on them and I'll like know something about them and i'm like whoa sorry <laughs> that's wild <laughs> that's wild see i love stuff like that because i feel like we're all magical in that sense and there's certain people who just still remember it and you're yeah. just one of those fortunate people that have that remembrance of the fact that we are before all of this technology there was something that it's magical to even be able to think of all the things that we've created so yeah it's really an incredible thing for you to be able to have that tapped in like that so i mean really i mean the whole real deep reason i really want to dive in here is i want to dive into your plant medicine journeys because uh what what forms of plant medicine are you using what were you hoping to gain what did you do what does a ceremony look like all sorts of stuff just kind of what is what does plant medicine mean to you 
Cool. That's awesome. I'd really love to talk about it because yeah. it's been a really wonderful journey. Mm-hmm. And I'd really love to uh, de sense like it's sensational right now. Like everybody mm-hmm. wants to know about it. And I want to mm-hmm. take away that sensationalism about it. Plant medicines, like three years ago. I mean, I've yeah. had my, when I was young, I did my bouts with addiction and all mm-hmm. of that stuff. Um, and, you know, I, um, I was, but I was always scared of psychedelics in that time <laughs> as well. Because they were like, you'll lose your mind. You right, know? right. You'll jump out a window. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so about three years ago, someone I was dating, like was we were like sharing like esoteric things that we're into. And he showed me all these videos on ayahuasca. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, that's interesting. And it's damn scary. Like we sat there and we mm. like watched a ton of videos of like in night but my night mode vision going yeah, yeah. their guts up and losing their minds but there he was like but you know like you can solve all your shit yeah yeah like, yeah i'm down with that you know <laughs> um and he was like but you got to go to peru and i was like i'm down with that too um, no way it happens. like mm. i was like so, it didn't quite click in my brain what it was or how it worked or proof mm. like there was no context for what he had just introduced. Yeah, you just heard Peru and plant medicine and go here and like never connected what it was going to take to get all that done type of thing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I just, it was so out of my scope of what I knew. So like fast forward like a few years later and I feel like all my adventures now and all my journeys like start with Dr. Joe Dispenza. <laughs> So like That's a common him. thread, man. That guy is like, he's, I hear him talked about more than anybody, really. Yeah, good. It's awesome. <laughs> it is awesome. Um, so I went to my first Dr. Joe Dispenza retreat. And on that retreat, I met one of my best friends that to this date is like one of my best friends. No he kidding. like, oh my gosh, like I met, I got so many Dr. Joe friends from the retreats, but mm. like my buddy, my little, like, I feel like we were brothers and sisters in another lifetime. Mm. Steve and like he was like he was like telling me all about this plant medicine stuff again and I was like yeah you know that's cool but it's cheating <laughs> <laughs> yes I, I've, I that's a common thread too yeah yeah right yeah. I was yeah. like I'm gonna do it through meditation on my yeah. own I'm, I'm gonna do it gonna... the hard way damn it <laughs> yeah I'm gonna sit under a tree for 10 years <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, there's, there's there's a sexiness to that. I agree. There is. It's there's a something about that that draws us in. That pulling putting in that kind of effort seems to solidify it in a different kind of way. It does. Right. I don't know why that is, but it, it just seems to be that way. It's something that I'm 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 very interested in, especially people who I see that are opposed to plant medicine. Mm-hmm. In that, for that exact reason. And it and it does. It perplexes me in some reasons because if anybody who's ever expl- experienced plant medicine although it may seem like cheating, it is far from easy. Exactly. It's, it's not easy. I mean, it, it's glorified. Like yeah. it's glorified that like, Oh, you're going to go have a trip, man. It's going to yeah. be like fun, bro. And it, and it, Hey, I'm not going to take that piece away because it can right. be, there are yeah. moments when they can be bliss and beauty and love, but the dark night of the soul shows up Oof. in a different way. I, uh, <laughs> me too I because exa- it shows up differently in psychedelics yeah as a real teacher like you really can learn the lessons from it at that point so yeah I mean, maybe you can speak to him maybe a, a little bit of that i want to because i know that you wanted to demystify some of the 
allure of the party side of it, it seems like. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I recently read an amazing book called The Cosmic Serpent. Mm. Uh, by, the last name is Narby. Okay. And um, Jeremy Narby. Get to and text he, that to me. Yeah, <laughs> so, it was a very difficult read. He, he, there's so much information. There's so much science. Mm. Did so much research. Um, but like, I think that book for anybody who kind of wants to demystify it would be a really great start as mm. well. Um, but um, I, so I was like, you know, so my friend Steve is going on and on and on about this. And one of my other friends recommends a book called How to Change Your Mind mm. by Michael Pollan. Yes. And I was like, oh, interesting. And um, so I read the book and then I'm at another Dr. Joe retreat and I get the opportunity. Someone gives me a ticket to go see Michael Pollan speak. Get out. <laughs> How wild is that? That's beautiful. Like, if that's not the universe working, right. <laughs> what is, you know? Right. I oh know. God. I was like, okay, I guess. I, you know, and he started opening my mind mm. to the idea, you know, because he did a lot of research and went to his doctors to make sure it was okay. And, mm. you know, he was like nervous about it, but he did mm. all the things. Like, it's like he, he does all the work for us, you know? Very true. He's a very grounded individual when it came to going into the experiences yeah very layman's layman's style non-hippie more like exploratory for the benefit of people who aren't ready to do it type of person totally yeah and um and at that point another one of our common friends um viola who's a doctor Mm -hmm. found a shaman that did mushroom journeys Mm -hmm. And so she went and she did her journey and had a great experience and shared with me and Steve. And um, I trusted her because she was a doctor. So mm. it's like, okay, like, here's a doctor. Like, I can, you know, trust what she's doing and she's safe and everything was good. And she's a heart-centered person. So I was like, if she yeah. found someone that she can trust, I'll give it a shot. I'm, right. I'm going to try and yeah. Steve was like, he's a recovered alcoholic. So he was like, can you just please go with me and make sure that like he was nervous about doing something. That altered his state of consciousness again. Yeah. 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 So we went together uh, we, to the shaman and I did my first heroic dose of uh, mushrooms. And uh, did was this a- your first time to ever doing? Uh- no, no, I had done them. Um, but always in a rave setting or a party setting. So right. it, it had been years since mm. I'd ever even mm. like tried them. And, okay. and I'd always mixed them with something else. So I'd never had the pure mushroom experience. Oh, that's interesting to think about too. Yeah. 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 Um, and it was life altering. It was completely mm. life altering. And I'm pretty sensitive to dosages Mm. Um, even though like I'm taller and like not petite by any means a little bit, like I can literally drink this much ayahuasca and drink it and I'm gone already. Like I'm barely swallowing it and I'm already in. And it's already clicked. It's already hitting you. Yeah. Wow. I know. I wonder what that is. are important to, to, to think about and you know, every individual is so different. Truth. Yeah. I think that's one of the huge, the biggest things that, because I think, like you said, there's a big, there is an uprising in the idea surrounding that psychedelics are a great way to do some changing. Yeah. But I think for people who 
might not be necessarily, I feel like it's a step in the process that comes after a lot of other things. I like, agree. Like the meditation, like I was just talking to our, our mutual friend Kyle this morning and I personally been going with back, the dark night of the souls kind of showed up a little bit back into my life. And it's been a long time since I've had that experience. And I've been doing personal, deep personal work for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. And, um, it struck me so hard that it showed back up in the way that it did and the intensity that it did that it, it honestly clicked to me that I was like, I think this is the tech because the plant medicine has been calling me, keep showing up in front of my pay, in my face. And I've gone only on the surface. And I, now I know that the plant medicine is telling me like, listen, if you really want to fix this at this point, you, I think have to dive real deep. And I think there's a part of me that's the egoic part of me is definitely a little bit nervous about that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because it knows it's going to get a bitch slap. <laughs> yeah. it need, I think it needs it. Like I said today, I think I've trained my ego so well that it's actually grown in the ability to be able to deceive me and yeah. make me believe that it's my higher self talking, but oh. it's actually not. I can, I can relate to that. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so plant medicine was something for you that helped dissipate that. What did a hero's dose do for you that was different than, let's say, the times when you were younger, having a good time in a different set and setting? Because I know that's big, too. Yeah. The shaman. So I have to, first of all, like I get teary just thinking about the shaman, like the space that she provided, that she was with me the whole time, like sat there with me. Wow. And oh my god like it's like five hours right well it was almost 12. whoa yeah yeah Yeah. at one point i i was like at one point i'm like i'm losing my mind yeah and then i was like then i had really set myself up for it i'd be like okay so what happens if i do lose my mind are my finances are in order is my family like all the things are you an overthinker do you like ever over prepare a deeper thinker uh, I'm more of a knowledgeable achiever. Like I need, to, I need to know all the like I need to know everything. Be, yes. All my, yeah. All the ducks have to be in order. Like if I yeah. know it all, it's gonna like even if I know there's gonna be a failure. If I know about it first, we're cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Set up, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so like halfway through the journey, I was like, I'm gonna lose. I'm losing my mind. I'm never gonna come back from this. This is it. I'm on the other end. I'm gonna wake up in a hospital, uh, in a mental hospital. And then yeah. I was like, oh. You know, if I do wake up in a mental hospital, I'll never have to pay another bill again. Everybody, Mm. somebody will always feed me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. So I was like, cool. And then the moment I let go that I was losing my mind, like the world just opened up to these Mm. lessons. Like, and I, I did go through an ego death in that journey. And it just like opened up to these beautiful lessons, like lesson after lesson of like, I was able to like experience what it would like to be a, re- a rich in a rich lifetime in a mm. supermodel lifetime in a poverty. Like what if I was a murderer? What if I was a nun? And I, I went through all these lifetimes and lifetimes. Whoa. And then like at the end of it, I was like, they're all fine. Like there's nothing wrong with being poor or being rich or being ugly or being a nun or being a murderer. Like they're all just like things that happen in life. Mm. You know? Oh, I got chills from that. That was, <laughs> no. this is true. Cause I think, yeah, I mean, for me personally, yeah, you, you, you get this idealism of what you think life's supposed to be like. And yeah. I mean, it's, it can be real. Even like I said, after years and years and years of work with meditation, journaling, breath work, cold exposure, micro dosing psychedelics, uh, 
hero dosing, but like you said, not in the right setting setting. I hero dosed when I was younger and it was much more of a, I was out with my friends having a good time. There was no intention or purpose driven behind this of learning about what's going on inside my head. Yeah. And uh, I, I think in this place now is that I'm seeing from what I'm hearing from people who are taking the deep dive into it is, and it's usually the people that have already gone through, like myself have gone through these journeys of trying to discover. And there's like a layer that just is really stubborn. And I feel like I have that stubborn layer right now. That's like, listen, dude, I'm not, I'm not unpeeling. You can kiss my ass. I'm just not going to unpeel for you. Yeah. You don't want to know what's inside there because it's going to make me go away. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I, 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 for me, I, it's, 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 I just really want to get that piece to disappear. And I feel like if, if that's the place to go, to go do it, that's yeah. what I'm going to do. You know, that's yeah. the next well, step to take. It is definitely a step. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So it was like, so like mushroom, that type of mushroom journey was like a really good beginning. Mm. Um, Cause even though it's a hero's dose, like, there, like I wish I could explain to people, there is no comparison between mushrooms and ayahuasca and iboga and, Wachuma, like all those are all the different ones I've done. Like, mm. there's just like just be ready. Like, just that's an introduction. Let's just yeah. say that it's that intense, and then it's an introduction. Mm. Yeah. Now, do you think that each one has its own mm, spirit, so to say? So, like a mushroom will have like a more of a let's say female spirit, or I, you know, what I'm trying to say. Do you think yeah. that you got something different? Like, maybe you can explain some of the differences or likenesses that you had from all your different experiences yeah. and maybe explain a little bit like the process of each one, because for me, I've never gone into these. I've only watched things about it. And it's really mm. ex exci exciting for me to get to talk to somebody directly that I, that I'm comfortable with and mm -hmm. I can ask you questions about what it's like to go through a mushroom ceremony with a shaman, which you just described, or let's say an ayahuasca or a wachuma. Yeah. What it actually, what's the details like getting to these places, all that stuff. Oh, I'd love to. I love, I love it. I'm yeah. Kidding. Yeah. That's exciting. <laughs> um, so that was like, so there are things that you should do and there are diets and um, um, I've, I've been with people who have respected the process and not respected the process. And it's just mm. interesting to see the outcomes. Um, so let's dive deep, deep into ayahuasca. Like, yeah. yeah, that's the one I really would love to know about too. <laughs> <laughs> So like once I, uh, Steve and I were done with that, like ayahuasca opened up for me. I was like, all right, well, you know, I'll start considering this. And, but I, I, it was still like, I knew it was even more intense. So I wanted to be even more careful about it. Mm -hmm. um, careful about like your thoughts? Careful about who I practice with mm. or who the shaman would be. Like I'm very particular about who I work with. I will research that and I will not work with anyone that doesn't feel right in my heart mm. because you are opening up your field to some, to some big stuff and, and somebody else to kind of come in there and play. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it better be someone who like has some credentials <laughs> <laughs> that you got some good feels with. At the... Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You are not coming near me. <laughs> so, like, it was like you, like I've worked too hard to mess it all up. You know? Yeah. I, I don't exactly like, I don't want to come out of this feeling like, Oh no. <laughs> What's yeah. now what, <laughs> you know? Totally. Yeah. Mm. So I started researching like lineages and shamans and who and what and 
asking people's experience and this this particular shaman kept re coming up his name don pablo amaringo don pablo amaringo kept coming up and coming up and i was like oh okay i like this dude and mm -hmm. he used to live in peru he's since he's passed he passed about i want to say seven to eight years ago Wow, wow. But like he is renowned. His paintings are, I will show you one one day. I had the luck and opportunity to see an original Don Pablo. No way. Yeah. Mm. And literally when I saw it, the temperature in the room shot up. And like when we opened the painting, like, anyway. Ooh, see, I love, no, I totally understand that stuff. Cause you, you're there with the artist when you see that stuff. I have chills right now saying this stuff because I'm an artist myself. So art does something to me and especially old art or someone who I really am passionate about. Yeah. It's just like reading a book that somebody wrote, especially when it was touched by their hands, like that was touched by his hands, you know? Oh my God. I tried to take a picture of it and my phone just went white and like, wouldn't let me take a picture of oh it. Oh my God. I love I it. To, I had to like ask, ask like permission, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that stuff. Yeah, it was mm. wild. So um, Don Pablo Moringa kept popping up and he was a, a just a probably one of the kindest human beings I've ever read about. One of my friends actually went to his school. So he mm. became very famous for his paintings that he channeled through ayahuasca and he opened a school for children in Peru mm. for children to go and learn art and math and sciences. So that's what he did with all the money that he made through ceremonies and uh. I was like, this is that's my dude right there to and then talking yeah. to a girlfriend of mine and this is kind of the way these plant medicines show up right um talking to a girlfriend of mine and i'm saying i have to go to peru um i don't want to go but i have to go and mm. i think you should come with me you're going through some struggles in your life with your daughter and i hear that ayahuasca helps with family stuff mm. so she was like actually you're not gonna have to go to peru because there's a shaman coming to uh, Nantucket. Get out of town. <laughs> You're right. That's how it works. Wow. Yeah. And I was like, mm, thanks, but I'm going for the real thing in Peru. She's like, just check out his podcast. <laughs> I would have done the same thing. I would have been like, listen, I want the authenticity here. This dude's in Nantucket. He's going to be wearing like a pair of khakis. And like, <laughs> like, like, I want the dude who's wearing the dress, like looks like he's been in the jungle his whole life. Totally. Yeah, yeah, I know that feeling. I have that feeling. That's probably par probably one of the reasons it's been so difficult for me to actually take the leap because I want to find something like that, you know? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So so she's like, just listen to his podcast. Mm. And I was like, I love my friend for this. She's always like, just try. And mm. that opens up so much. And I was like, okay. So I listened to this podcast he had with a comedian. Um, and the moment I heard his voice, the moment I heard his voice, I was like, I don't know who this is, but this is the one. No way. It was like. Just sung to your heart the way when he talked. Yeah. And then I looked into him and then it turns out that not only did he study with, he, he knew Don Pablo, he studied with Don Pablo's shaman. <laughs> See that's yeah, I get chills again. This is the most chills I've ever gotten in a podcast. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> so wild. Yeah. yeah. So like like he went and he said, Don Pablo, teach me, and Don Pablo said, No, my teacher needs to teach you. Mm. So I was like, How is my life happening? <laughs> 
Because <laughs> you're getting as authentic as like that's. I mean, that's as that's that's really what you wanted. You manifested exactly what it is that you wanted, really. Yeah, yeah. And it's almost like you had to let go to to like be able to be comfortable to go to the Nantucket. Like you know what I mean? Like absolutely. Yeah. I had to let go of my know-it-all type. You know, so Claudia, like I know better than anybody. <laughs> <laughs> I have the same thing. It's like I've got this all figured out. You don't know. You don't know how deep I think. Exactly. Thing. <laughs> you don't know how deep I think. <laughs> I feel bad. Yeah, yeah. And it's so, and it's like, I, I actually recently had to tell myself that I feel bad about that side of myself because it's something that is there and it happens on its own. It's like a survival mechanism. I don't know what it is, but I do that. Everything I do, I want to know each little piece. And then when I talk to somebody about it, if I feel like they haven't done that kind of in-depth search and I have a really hard time taking them for any sort of worth and I feel bad about it sometimes because yeah. I think it comes off very 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 like right off of me like uh-huh and I don't mean to like shy away but I'm just uh I feel like you need to dig deeper type of feeling you know I'm, I'm same guilty as charged yeah, yeah yeah it's tough yeah so yeah so so um I, I, like the shaman that I worked with is just so reachable, so kind, so informative, sent me a ton of information. And I just, I, when I am ready and when it all lines up, I just dive in. I'm mm. like all in, like mm. nothing hold back. Like I've made a decision and I'm going forward and I'm going 110% forward. Oh, yeah. And Steve was going to go with me. Mm. So, and Jane, who told me about it, was going to go with me. And like I had a crew. Yeah. <laughs> A crew of people that I like, love and know, mm. and I was like, "Ah, oh, this is gonna be great." Yeah. Support, support, so mm. much support. Um, but there is like, my ego was like, "Woo!" <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about this girl. <laughs> what can we like, do to make this not happen? <laughs> it was tough. Like mm. it was like, and every ceremony I go to, I go. I wish I could say it's gotten easier. Mm. I wish I could say I've done four sets of ceremonies and they recommend that you do ayahuasca um, many nights in a row, like two to three nights in a row, sometimes even five. Wow. I've done one, two, three, four, five. I, I have done a series of about four or five in a row. Mm -hmm. um, so I did, I signed up for two nights of ceremonies um, and just started preparing. I started just reading and, writing and thinking of like what it is that I wanted to work on and mm. reading about the dieta and the diet and all of that. Mm. And um, really that, good that's uh -huh. important, right? The diet part of it. They really focus on that, don't they? Yeah. What are some things that they have you cut out of the diet or, or add to your diet? Should I yeah, say? You, don't, you definitely don't add to your diet. Um, you want to take away like meats and proteins and, really stick to um, a very light, not a lot of oil, not a lot of flavor, not a lot of heaviness. So like fruit and vegetables and okay. very light. Like very bland and, almost. Yeah. Okay. And it's really the spirit, like to set yourself up spiritually. Mm -hmm. And I recently read, it's about mastering your hungers. Mm. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense too, because the actual feeling of being hungry is also the same type of feeling that you get when you're hungry for something that's not food. It's just you frame around it as differently. So that, that, that's, that's intense. That makes sense. I think that that's why people find so much 
benefit in fasting. Yeah. To, for the, the just throughout their regular behaviors in life, that little bit of a stressor. Mm, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And that's mm. what I've come to look at it as, as well. It's like, like, what is this hunger, you know, mm. in many levels and many different ways. Mm. Yeah. Sometimes so, it can be driven by impurity too, I guess. Because, yeah. So, so it's, that's what, that's why I find the dieta to be important. It's preparation. And, and it's also like you're off, like you're coming in and saying like, I'm committed. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Meaning that's, you're taking it seriously. Like you said, like for some of the people who may have not taken it seriously, might not have stayed with a dieta. But like, if you're really taking it seriously, you're going to follow the dieta. Yeah. Like you're going to start, you know, coming in to meet mother, like, in your highest possible state, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so, so you fast the day of, um, you have a light breakfast in the morning and you fast the day of your first ceremony. Ceremonies start at night because mm-hmm. any sort of light does sort of affect. I think that sort of your, a lot, there's a lot of brain chemistry and a lot of physiology that goes with it too. And I wish I could explain it better, but mm. It needs to be dark. So that's why ceremonies start at night because of the mm. way the medicine works with a lot of your probably like eyesight and brain function and things. Mm. So it's, it's usually in a group setting. And I do believe that the group setting is very important. Mm. Um, and so there was about 14 people at my first set of ceremonies. Wow. So it's a good yeah. amount of people in there. It's a good amount. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of comforting, actually, too. Maybe, maybe for some people, that's not. But for me, I guess it's kind of comforting to have, you know, a bigger group. It's a wider array of personalities, you know. Yeah, yeah like we're all in this together. Yeah, yeah, we're all, we're all, we all got something to fix. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're committed, and we're committed. And we're committed. Know? Yeah. Yeah. So you know, um, I met the shaman and um, the people and. We, uh, if you can, it's recommended. You don't have to. You can wear all white. Mm-hmm. Um, I did. I do choose to wear all white when I go into ceremony. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have your mat, so you lay on your mat, which I highly recommend. You have a comfortable mat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna be laying down a lot, mm-hmm. um, and you're gonna be uncomfortable. Like sometimes it's uncomfortable in your body. It's tough. It's tough on your body for me. Mm-hmm. And you're gonna need a bucket. Mm. You got to bring your bucket because you may throw up. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> it's the, the real thing. Like, yeah, it's thing. Yeah. And I've um, heard that there's a purpose to that, that purging. There is. And, mm. and, I, and I hear a lot when I'm in ceremony. I do see a lot, but it's almost like someone's speaking to me. And mm. I, I definitely heard it's a physical manifestation of all of the struggles and traumas that we hold in our body. Mm. <laughs> Wow. So I'm going to imagine somebody who throws up a lot, but that's just showing that there's a lot of held up stuff. That's up it could there. be. Yeah. 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 Some people I know that have never thrown up. I, I get the sensation of throwing up. Mm. I don't actually throw up. I purge in a different way. Yeah. <laughs> I understand. I've also heard that that can be the other case too, is that it's one yeah. or the other. It goes in what comes out one end of the other. End. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> and that's all part of it too. For me, I feel like, you know, that's part of being committed is even knowing that like, listen, that's what I mean by this is not something that you're like hanging out with your buddies at the club doing. No. You know what I mean? Like, this is not like, let's go hang out and let, drink a bunch of ayahuasca together and chill. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> you know? no, yeah. 
Yeah. And there's like a there's like a third way that you can purge, which happened to me in the last ceremonies, but it's called an emotional purge, mm. which I'd never experienced before. Oh boy. Yeah. So it was just a lot of emotion, scream, like I was screaming. Yeah. So it's yeah. So like like you can be anger too, not just crying. It can be like Oh yeah. Yeah. And that shaman is there ready to take care of you. Like if I like these people are angels on earth mm. who do this work. Mm. Yeah. I, yeah. Oh, I've heard that the, um, I, they called uh, Icaros. Is that, yeah. They, yeah. There's like a song that they sing or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, yeah. So back in the day, with some of the research I did, it used to be that the shamans, only the shamans drank ayahuasca, not the people who would go for the healing. Wow. So that only the shaman would drink. And then when he was under the influence of the medicine, he would be gifted an Icaros that he would sing to the person. And that was the healing that the person would receive was the Icaro. No, kidding. Mm-hmm. The vibration. It's vibration. Mm, which I, <clears throat> my personal belief is that's what we are. So yeah. that would make that, that resonates with me very deeply. I can understand yeah. why they would think that. Mm. Yeah. So, so the shaman I work with um, hums a lot. He doesn't, I haven't necessarily heard him sing Icaros, but he plays something which you can find on Bandcamp, the mm-hmm. app called Bandcamp, and it's called Aya Tunes. Mm-hmm. So one of the um, people who I've never gotten to meet yet, but she has created Aya Tunes. No and way. so he plays Aya Tunes the entire night. So it's like his form of Icaros. Mm. Mm. I like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've had those, those purgings and the gifts of healing I've had are, um, I don't even know where, like, where would I begin? Yeah, really? <laughs> As I know yeah. it can be very deep, deeper than I think some people might even not even realize they have things to heal. Like, yeah. It can be past life too. I've been told it can be stuff that you're not even really sure that it's not it may not be the you that you experience but it's a you that existed at one point that needs yeah. healing that you're unaware of in this particular life form you know yeah yeah i haven't had a past life healing yet mm-hmm. some people have like surgeries and i haven't had a surgery experience yet mm-hmm. mine have been like deeply emotional healings mm. um and like i had spoken to quantum healing group i've had a lot of healing with my mother Mm. which is a very common theme like healing with your parents um like i i there have been times in my life when my mother and i have not spoken to each other we've been abusive towards each other we've we've run the gamut of like what two humans could possibly do each do do to each other no kidding yeah yeah and um like first set of ceremonies like they're like movies that play for me like of like a movie will play and then mother will give me a message mother Aya I do Mm -hmm. call her mother and I have gotten to see the essence of what mother Aya is and my like everybody has a different vision of her right right but it is a female energy Mm. no doubt in my mind no doubt I that's 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 like that's pretty much across the board I don't think I've ever heard an other call her other than mother Aya that's what I've heard it called all the way across the board so yeah grandmother Mm. Makes even but more I sense. Feel like it's like mother, mm. and like she'd show me a little movie, and then she'd give me a lesson, and and like, and you would think 
And she did. She shows me where my ego is and where my faults are. And you would think that's the painful part, but mm. it's almost like a relief. It's like, because you're no longer hiding from yourself. Like you spend so much time yes. hiding from yourself because you feel bad or guilty about being mm. a certain way. And she's just like, there it is right in your face. But there's, it's like, I wish I could explain a little bit better. It's like, it's, it, it doesn't hurt anymore. Mm. If you don't judge yourself for it. No. Yeah. And, and then That's she doesn't huge. Yeah. You know? Ooh. So I that started- experience alone would be transformative for me. That just that alone, because I have, I don't realize it sometimes, but my self judgments are, whew, they're heavy, you know, and they can be yeah. pretty awful too. You know, like you can talk really bad to yourself sometimes and not even realize it's subconsciously happening, you know? totally oh my gosh we're sometimes the hardest ones to get out of our own way yeah (laughs) i agree with that wholeheartedly (laughs) um yeah so that was like my first set of ceremonies and then in the morning um some shamans and i and i really i would i can't imagine not doing this um but we work with something called wachuma Mm. So you do ayahuasca at night in the morning, you work with wachuma, which has a masculine energy. Mm. It's a cactus. Yes. um, And it just, it's also a heart opener, which is really interesting because it's like you get the tough love from the female and you get the tender love from the father, you know? How wild is that? That that throws me a hundred percent because I in my own life in actual physical reality it's always been the opposite for me. You know, my dad's been tough. My mom's been like, you know, maybe sometimes overly caring to a point of maybe enabling, you know. It's that's wild that it's the opposite in real in nature, so to speak. So yeah, in this experience, yeah. Mm. And um I love Wachuma. Like It's perfect. And um, the shaman I work with says that Mother Ayahuasca is the encyclopedia and Wachuma is the bookshelves that you put the information on. Ooh, chills. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh. Wow, I like that a lot. So I've never heard them done in congruency with one. I've always heard of Wachuma ceremonies and Aya ceremonies, and that's it. So that's exciting, too, to know that there's the, the combination of the two. Especially being in that there, it's a female energy and more of a masculine energy. Because for me, it seems as though so much I'm finding out lately is balance is something that is it. That's it. Balance. And that is female male energy too. So that's, so explain to me that. Yeah, keep going with that. Yeah, so so you you take the wachuma in the morning Mm. and, um, and then you meditate with the wachuma and so Wachuma makes me, and it tends to be a super chatty and social plant medicine. Mm. And so like, I, I'm like sitting there like, ah. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> speak to me. Somebody about what I saw last night. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody listen, please. <laughs> so yeah, so eventually we all start coming together and, you know, the medicine is working and... and How do you take the Wachuma? Is it a drink? Uh, no, I, it's like a supplement. You take it like a sup. You take like about twenty to thirty supplement type things that are capsules. Yeah, mm. mm-hmm. yeah. And it does. It, it's it's a cactus, so you just start drinking tons of water, and mm. you want to be in the sun, and 
And I tend to feel like very stretchy when I'm on it and want to move my body into like yoga poses and mm. things like that too. The last ceremony I did was the wildest. I had recently been tapping into something in my meditations and when I'm on medicines where my body starts moving on its own and moving into mudras. Mm. What's a mudra? Uh, sort of like when you put your fingers together in a specific way. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so like, and I, I want to look more into it, but my hands and my arms just start moving into mudras. And then just like, I look like an Indian painting. No kidding. I just, I just hold. So I don't know what's going on there, but mm. so yeah, my body just wants to move when I'm on Wachuma. Mm. Um, yeah. And then we get together and we gather and we have a very light breakfast and we talk and, and then you rest and you still continue fasting. So you have like, fruit in the morning mm. and it's probably the best food you'll ever have in your whole life you're just you know you've fasted for almost two days now and you've been through the ringer at night and then you get to have <laughs> mango in the morning <laughs> yes thank you yeah and it's just like the juice just flows i'm sure it's so delicious i oh, can only imagine so yeah and then you just rest and relax and just begin to prepare for the next night and you mm. just go right back into it again you know Mm. So. and now do you just say like do you guys do like integrate this is like an integration thing after like when you leave do you have like a practices that you do when you leave because i'm sure you there must be an outrageous amount of downloads that you get throughout this yeah it, yeah good point thank you for bringing that up because um, i read another book called listening to ayahuasca by mm. rachel harris and she's a therapist who wrote about all of the integration that one should do and so there is a ton of integration there's journaling there's maybe conversations you need to have with people mm. you know there's yeah. continue to meditate like it cannot like for, in my experience plant medicine cannot stand alone like yeah we need to have a practice mm. or it fades mm. it fades you know i wish it was like you only had to do ceremonies every three or four months and that was it. But yeah. <laughs> That's the know. human condition. I think, I mean, we're, we're like spirit trapped in like this human body. <laughs> and it, I think these ceremonies and meditation allow you to access that spirit and remind you that it's still there. And if we don't do it, it will, it's that ego will do what it's, what it did to me at such an early age that I've been spending the better part of my adult life trying to like, weave out of it like unweave like a like a tightly woven carpet of like egoic behavior that i'm like okay it's just time to start getting back to like the child in me and like the person that loves in a way that doesn't come with judgments and all these things that i you kind of you blame yourself for as an adult because you're like why would i behave like this but once you see that it's like this is a, these are programming systems from childhood and things that need to be unwoven and Absolutely. that's why i think plant medicine got me so excited because it seems like it's that step for people in my particular situation who have done a lot of the unweaving through the hard way like sitting underneath the tree and meditating for long long periods of time and journaling and deep diving in those ways it's like my i feel like the next step is that so it's exciting for me to hear all these little details uh, really 
Like I really am excited. Oh, so great. did you, did you, so you were here, like this was all in Nantucket, the Wachuma thing that you did was all here in Nantucket too. You guys like a, like a, like a room or you're outside? Or? Someone's house. No, no kidding. Now do you go, is there ceremonies held inside the house, outside the house? Inside the house. Inside yeah. The house. You can go outside and it's, we, we did it in the summertime and in the warm fall. So mm. it was great. So that was the first two sets of ceremonies that I did was there. Mm. And you know, I'm so grateful that plant medicine can be done in this type of setting now. Right. And then I did go to Mexico that December and did like an intensive retreat in Mexico with this. I've, I've never worked with any other shaman than mm. I did have. Um, and um, so I went to Mexico. I went to the jungle in Mexico. Like, with this same shaman that you used, so you went and traveled there with him. That's super cool. Yeah. And um, I stayed on the side of a mountain, like <laughs> in no the jungle. Way. Whoa, yeah. <laughs> that must have yeah. been wild. Yeah, and like it was um, the place where you have it's usually a circular area, the mm. area where you have um, ceremonies, it's called the maloca. Okay, and so right before going to Mexico, um, I had a dream that there was a um, tower on a beach, and it was the maloca, and the tower on the beach, like, was high and I started walking towards this tower in my white clothes and I turned to my left and the shaman appears on my left in my dream and I'm like dude I'm not going I'm like that's a, the maloka there I'm like okay. I'm gonna fall out I'm gonna be on Aya I'm gonna be tripping over somebody trying to go to the bathroom and we'll fall over the edge and die <laughs> <laughs> there's that rational thinking again that comes in i'm the same way yeah 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 it's like wait a minute details here yeah it's the same and that was in the dream and then he just looked at me in the dream and smiled and i woke up and i was like i'm gonna die <laughs> <laughs> i love how he smiled to you too because yeah. Aubrey Marcus is a guy who I'm a big fan of, and he's uh, many, many ayahuasca uh, experiences in Wachuma. Uh, he says, you know your shaman by how he smiles at you. <sighs> and, oh, my God. And he said it. He goes, when you see your shaman smile at you, you'll just, you'll, there'll be a knowing. And he has his shaman, and he knows his, uh, his was Don Howard. Unfortunately, Don Howard's passed away. He was a watch. He did uh, Wachuma retreats. Mm. But um, just recently passed away. But yeah, that's, so when you said he smiled, it, like, it pumps yeah. me up because that's what they do. What they do, they're <laughs> like, the, they're like, yeah, life's not that serious. Smile, smile, right? Yeah. Oh, so I, yeah, so I emailed him before going to Mexico, and I was like, you know what? I don't know if I should do this. I had this dream. I think it's a premonition. I don't think it's safe. And he was like, I was like, I really, I think I really need to talk this out with you before I go. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, don't worry about it. That's your ego. Mm. And I was like, he was like, I'm more than welcome. You're more than welcome to talk to me. He's like, you actually really don't need to. And I'm here for you if you need it. But it's just your ego. You're going to be fine. I like so, this guy already. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I was like, all right, I'm going to be fine. Yeah. So I did, I, I did. I went. And on this retreat, um, we worked with um, ayahuasca nobody else that I've ever come across works with the plant medicines in this way. And in this combination, mm. um, ayahuasca, wachuma, we did two nights of ayahuasca, two mornings of wachuma, and then an entire day of iboga. Wow. Yeah. And then a final night of ayahuasca. Wow. 
Yeah. That's interesting. That's interesting. And I don't know much about Aboga. I've only talked to Kristen about it very shortly. So I don't know much about Aboga at all. I'm yeah. interested to know a lot. That's more about that if you like to expand on that for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So as soon as that opportunity came up, I was like, Kristen, I don't know what to do. This is really scary. Like I've heard your experience and it sounds really intense. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the difference is that um, there's a difference between something called flood dosing iboga and just like a normal, like a, a, a transformative dose, I guess you would call it. Okay. Iboga. So I did not do a flood dose like Kristen did. Mm. Um, so, but she was very helpful to me and very encouraging and knowing mm. that she had come out of it again, not having lost her mind, but come out of it stronger. I was like, it's worth doing. And oh yeah. And definitely for anybody who knows Kristen, like she's a spiritual G. So <laughs> oh, yeah. Totally. yeah. <laughs> uh, and just like seeing who she became from it, I was curious. And then again, Steve, there he was, he was like, I want to do a boga. And I was like, <laughs> Well, if you're doing it, then I'm doing it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> you're my buddy. I trust you. Let's do this. Yeah. Funny thing was, he didn't end up going. No way. <laughs> oh, get out. That's so good. That's even better. And I'm glad you still went. That's even better. That's so yeah. cool. Yeah. And, and with Iboga, you're out of commission for 24 hours. Really? Mm-hmm. Meaning out of commission, what do you mean by that? Like, uh, you're under the influence of for 24 hours. Yeah. So does that mean that like you have to lie down for 24 hours or is it just like you're, is it, is it more of a lying down type of um, a psychedelic? Yeah. 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 So it's not very it's, active. You're not going to be one of those. You're not going to want to go. You're not able to. Like, you're, like my heart, like the moment you start to try to move the way the medicine works with the physiology, um, it's so intense on the body. You definitely lose your balance and, you know, you have to be really careful going to the bathroom and it's such a different psychedelic that it's like your whole world is like, it's, it's nothing like mushrooms. It's nothing like ayahuasca. It's very low, deep and slow. Mm. So it like slows the world down almost. So movement down, time down, yeah. those types of things. For I can song, see why that would be hard to walk if you're feeling that. You have to be really careful going to the bathroom, mm. really careful. And um, literally time didn't tick the same for me for the following months. Like, I don't know how many months it took, but like, I didn't rush. It slows time down so much that wow. like the experience of time shifted for me for like two to three months. Whoa. Wow. Yeah. Like I had like nothing could like nothing phased me. Like I was always on time. It never stressed me out. Mm. And it was funny to see everybody whirling dervishing around me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bet. That's how I am normally. Like, holy crap, let's yeah. go. Holy, holy crap, let's go. Let's go, let's go, let's go. We're going to be late. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was, it was, I think, I don't know. For me, I have to say, Iboga is my favorite plant medicine. No kidding. Wow. Out that's of it. all of them. Oh, that's interesting. I've, I'm only just learning about Iboga, and it seems like it, it's, it's showing up in my experience quite more so. Yeah. Yeah, it must be another one of those callings. That's the way I look at it now. The more and more it shows up, you know, there's something trying to tell me something here that this is obviously a medicine that's speaking to me through the cosmos right now, telling me eventually we will meet. <laughs> Yay! Yeah. yeah, and like all the other ones, it has a totally different energy. I feel it's more masculine. I feel like I have gotten the opportunity to see the spirit of Riboga. Hmm. 
Um, it, for me, it feels like a, a masculine energy. Some people say it's like a, a they energy. Um, mm. What can I say about Iboga? I started microdosing it before I did it. Mm. How is it? How is a boga administered? Is that is that also like a capsule or is yes? This is also a capsule. I think it's a bark. So okay. I think it's a bark. Yeah. So you um, the, you have to fast for three days before doing iboga. Like a water, like a water fast. Very mm, just like same as ayahuasca, but mm-hmm. even like yeah. So you know the reason why the shaman does. Um, I, two ayahuasca ceremonies before iboga is like preparing the body, preparing the mind, mm. emptying the body, emptying the body, getting ready to go into iboga. Mm. Um, some people don't purge on it. If you do purge on it, uh, God bless you. Like, <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's probably <laughs> the worst purging I've ever seen. Is it really intense? Yeah. Yeah. But I don't want anyone to not do plant medicine because of that. Like, mm. I don't want to. Yeah, like it's worth every every bit of mm. purging that you go through. And it's like survivable, like all of it's manageable, you know? Yeah, it's just uncomfortable. It's like getting, I mean, you have, uh-huh. ta- you have a tattoo. It's just like a tattoo. You go through a tattoo. It sucks after a couple of, like if you go through anything more than a couple hours, it really starts sucking after a while. But you know what? Right. Literally within a few minutes after being done, you're in the car and you're not in pain anymore. Exactly. So, Good. I mean, yeah, it hurts when you wash it, but yeah, that's, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I would imagine that's the same type of experience. It's like, yeah, you're going to throw up and it's probably going to suck while you're doing it. But once it's over, it's over. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So I did, I started microdosing it beforehand just to start getting familiar with what it felt like or what it would be like. And mm. I didn't notice something interesting. It To me, Iboga has a very disciplinary support system Mm. Um, like it has like sort of a disciplinary nature to it um like the shaman i work with calls it the grumpy grandfather because like (laughs) like it doesn't he's kind of like an old curmudgeon yeah Yeah. we're not having fun today you're getting up and doing your chores yes (laughs) yes (laughs) (laughs) i get that (laughs) for some people that might be the greatest thing they've ever had (laughs) right Yeah. yeah Um, so I started microdosing it and um, I'm, I was working one night and um, we were work, finishing a night and started popping bottles of wine at the end of the night. I had a couple of glasses of wine, nothing major mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. all, yeah. like enough to be able to drive home completely like feeling sober. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get home and I microdosed Iboga right after having two glasses of wine and I've never done it again since. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is not cool. Like, yeah. Uh, Iboga does not get along with other substances at all. Like, it was like, it would almost feel like it was angry that you did that. I felt all of a sudden this whoosh of nausea, like come over my body. Mm. I lost sense of gravity. I was like, I, and this is me. Like I, like I said, remember I'm super sensitive. Mm. Um, and like, I had this anxiety run through my body. Like they do not get along. They do not get along. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to breathe through this. Mm. I know what I did. I understand the way they work now. And it relaxed, but it was like a lesson. It was Mm. like, like, do not, you know, mix. And they don't like, you know, and I just kind of started losing the desire to drink from that moment on. Wow. And alcohol, like, started no longer getting along with my body. Mm. 
that's wicked interesting. Yeah. And that for you to have that presence, I think is important because I think mm-hmm. for some people that wouldn't happen. I, 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 I discovered that more and more when I talk to people about experiences I've had, whether it be in meditation or on plant medicine or in anything in life, it takes a presence and, a, and, a, and an intention to learn about yourself. I think if you're, if you're a person who's in the game of discovering how your particular human machine operates and works, then you're open to that experience of like, okay, ho ho. Apparently, not only is alcohol not something that works with that boga, maybe it's also something that doesn't work with my body. Yes. Like that is a presence of mind of improvement. But I think some people might just be like, well, it looks like I'm never doing iboga and alcohol again, but I'll keep drinking. Yes. Is it, uh, that, that's where I see like that, where you did able to correlate that. That's what excites me. And I think people out there, any people, any person who listens to this, this is not about the idea of getting out of your head for the idea of excitement. This is, this is for people who truly want, for me, I want to know how my human machine operates. Why do I behave in these ways? Because I think we lose sight of how that happens as we get to a certain point in life. And these types of things, if you're willing and open, will teach you why you behave the way you behave. And it will give you nods in certain directions to say, yeah, this is probably, you can do it if you want, but I'm going to, I'm going to give you a good nod saying that this is probably not the best way to go. And if you're open and you're ready to learn, you'll, you'll take it like you did. You are so spot on. Mm. Oh my God. (laughs) Like you have spoken into words, everything that that I was experiencing. Yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I'm glad I could do that. That's awesome. Yes. Great framework. Yeah. (laughs) Like it was like, I learned that it wasn't that I was like, you know, drinking to reduce anxiety, but it was that drinking that was causing the anxiety under the light. Like it was like a mm. layer of layer of understanding or something. Mm. Uh, actually what it was causing was like a lot of like self deprecation. Mm. Yeah. So, and like maybe saw at a subconscious level too, that you probably didn't even really know about, but right. somehow these medicines know these things. They tap into oh. like our soul level that has like these weird ways of saying like, Hey, I know you're experiencing this. I know you can feel it, but I'm going to give you the yes to what you're feeling. Like, I'm going to tell you like what you're feeling is I'm telling you this subconsciously. I've been telling you that you shouldn't be doing this in ways, other ways. But if you want my actual, yes, here's my yes. Don't do this. Like that's, that's kind of like what it seems like those, those experiences are like a coalescing of these questions you ask yourself and these little narrowings in the back of your mind. Like even me, like, you know, like I'm not a big drinker, but I'll have a couple beers and there'll be some times where I'll have a couple beers. Like there'll be nights where I'll drink it and I, didn't really want to have a beer, but I had one because I'm with a couple of buddies mm-hmm. and I can like every sip is just like struggle. And then mm-hmm. I usually get sick. Like I'll mm-hmm. like in an hour have a headache or feel yep. nauseous. And I'm like, what the fuck dude? I drink beer a couple other nights ago and I was ready to, and I felt fine. But now tonight I'm just like, ah, and that's one of those moments that like, I should have listened to myself. Mm-hmm. should have listened to the voice inside my head that said, you don't really want to drink tonight. You don't have to. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm. And it was like, for me, alcohol was one of those last lingering, uh, not highest good habits that mm. I couldn't quite get a handle on. Mm. And I wanted to and um, never went into ceremony thinking that that was what was one of the things that was going to come out of it. But I no longer drink. Wow. At all. And it's probably like, easy I, too, right? It's like, it's like, 
the easiest thing in the world. <laughs> <laughs> That's what excites me about plant medicine, especially after listening to Kristen's testimony of what happened to her. Because I have friends who were in the throes of serious op opioid addictions and mm -hmm. they worked themselves out of it the hard way. Mm -hmm. But if you talk to them now, like I will still have a conversation with my friend who's who's had issues with it. And he's like, yeah, man, there are days where I think about it. I don't want to die again because he had unfortunately died twice. But he's like, I think about the feeling of it. And then I talk to Kristen. And she's like, no, nah, that, that shit is gone. <laughs> yep, exactly. Same, gone. That's wild. And I've had to, I've tried drinking since. Mm -hmm. And I get like the same whoosh of anxiety. Mm. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. I don't want that. Thank you. Like, That's I so cool. Manage it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and like I said, like I also overeating, like no longer became a thing for me. Like mm. I used to eat for anxiety when I would be on work and super stressed out. But like, I feel like my, I feel sick when I overeat now and um, mm. one of the things that's kind of slowed down a little bit for me since then so I, my goal would be to do Iboga every six months. Like mm. that would be my goal. Um, in an intense setting, I, not in a microdose setting, in an intense setting. Like, yeah, mm. like a full. A full um, dose. Term. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But like I, I came out of it being able to read at incredible amounts of speed and comprehension. Wow. I, I don't even know where that came from, but I mm. was ingesting books like nobody's business and Kristen can says she does that too and it's slowed down for me a little bit since then but like I don't know that I would have been able to get through the cosmic serpent if I like pre-aboga I don't know mm. uh, but like it's like I can consume information it, it, I think it restructures your brain in some way mm. and you're probably slows down your neural networks and stuff it, yeah I you know and I had had thyroid conditions before and I know that it works with your thyroid and and you don't have any issues with those anymore? None. Yeah, I have uh, one small issue left, um, but like I used to have Hashimoto's, which was um, a slowing down of the thyroid and like my mm. hair was falling out and I was like over, like super overweight. But like, I think meditation and Iboga helped with both. No kidding. Yeah. It's almost, it's funny because it seems like when you, when you talk about it, if you're the person like me and you're detail oriented and you do these types of things, it's like we have these brains that, like I have this conversation with my fiance on the time because we are the exact opposite when it comes to this. Like <laughs> she just does and whatever happens, happens. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm doing something in the process of doing that. I'm somewhere else building and making sure everything in the next step is all set. So I'm like, I, I've already set the one that I'm working on. So I'm not here doing it. I'm on autopilot and I'm rebuilding the next one ahead of me. <laughs> and it seems to me hearing like what you're saying is like that. I have a hard time reading. That's what really got me onto this mm -hmm. subject. Like a really hard time reading. Like I have to cover everything else on the page. I can only read the line that I'm reading. Otherwise I'm like all over the joint. Nothing gets in. Mm -hmm. And it seems to me like I is the type of thing that will, for lack of a better way of saying it, stop that future tripping of like, let me make sure this is taken care of first before I do anything or, and it slows down all that extra stuff that you think about. So you can consume something like a book and actually take it in because you're not somewhere else. You're there in the book. Yeah. It must, it must. Mm. And it, it, it definitely re 
rewired my brain in some way and mm. has stayed rewired in many ways. And then some things, you know, start to fade, mm. which is why I want to do it every six months, which is not possible inside of this uh, COVID situation. But mm. hopefully again, someday we'll be able to gather and be yeah. in ceremony together again. Hopefully very soon. Like I think, yeah. I, I think, I think people are in a place now more than ever that they're craving the connection with humans don't think that we're supposed to be locked away whatsoever. I don't think our human species does well with that whatsoever. And we can be grateful for Zoom and things like that to connect, but like to hug another human being does something. It's proven. Yeah. So I miss that totally. Yeah. So I mean how do how do people get them like it's let's say there's someone listening to this and that they really want to find somebody that they can reach out to to start their journey or talk to somebody about this how can they start this process well i would recommend like like how i started like i would recommend reading you know the cosmic serpent um how to change your mind listening to ayahuasca um those books i'd recommend looking up gabor mate um and you know your shaman will appear when the time is right Mm. yeah like you will find who to go to where to go to and you know well i mean it's like i feel like it's happening for me because you and i are having this conversation and we've had conversations outside of this so yeah i feel like my shaman's starting to come towards me i'm drawing (laughs) him towards me so it's very exciting because i feel like i need that exploring on my own i mean like i said told you i've microdosed my own with psilocybin for a while and it's Mm -hmm. extremely beneficial but it's i'm doing it much more of a place like my own shaman i guess you Mm -hmm. could say and i do believe wholeheartedly that there's that third party has a sense of the ability to tame that because like i said my ego has gotten to a place where it's very tricky very Mm -hmm. smart very deceit like deceitful and i feel like the shaman piece is the piece to be able to make me aware of that moment that like ah, there it is Mm -hmm. don't pay attention to that guy because he's gonna do it again and so yeah uh it's just exciting yeah i do i do hope to someday go to a psychedelic sitter school. There's a psychedelic sitter school in oh, Colorado wow. that Kristen told me about. And I do hope to someday mm. be working with um, some of the plant medicines as a, as a shaman. As oh, a that'd be beautiful. And uh, I am working on getting something uh, called the Lucia light, mm-hmm. um, which is a sort of alternative to plant medicines, but it is a light that shines on you on such a at such a high frequency and vibration that it takes your brain directly into theta brain states and it goes directly to your pineal gland and you are able to have a psychedelic mystical experience without having to ingest the plant medicines Mm. because like you said it's hard work it's tough some people might not be ready and so my like my path to being a curandera is going to be working with the Lucia light uh, and offering sessions for people as a that's wicked. super cool i've never even heard of that that's wicked cool especially yeah, for wicked. people that have like gastrointestinal issues because that, that might be tough doing these types of things might be really tough for those types of people that just their their biochemistry can't handle the drug itself i mean or the, the psychedelic itself so that's cool. I never even heard of that before. I'm going to look into that itself. That's wicked cool. Yeah. I'm going to be coming out with a GoFundMe for the light pretty soon. Oh, and hopefully, yeah. Uh, offering sessions at Quantum and many other places. 
This so is so cool. It's great because you can go under the light and if and it's it can be just as overwhelming as a plant medicine mm. journey. And you know, like you need to know how to breathe and relax into your body. But the cool thing is that if it ever becomes too much, you can just be like, Can you please shut off the light? Or mm. like just turn away and the experience Which you cannot do on psychedelics. No. <laughs> <laughs> you can close, you can run, you close your eyes and it stays right there. As a matter of fact, sometimes you close your eyes, it gets even more intense. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so that's really, really cool. I think you know that might be a great step for particular people that uh also have heart conditions and those things i know that that's another issue for certain types of psychedelics i tell people you know you're going to be careful if you have heart conditions because you might not be able to handle these types of things but i i honestly feel like everybody needs this type of therapy in some way shape or form you, I, every person I've met, whether they're super successful or down in the dumps, have some sort of skeleton or dark night of the soul that's in there that needs to be removed to make their lives feel better. There's and always room for growth. There is. And to have a growth mindset is, 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 is healthy. And to have something like this for somebody who might be a little bit not into the whole idea of ingesting what most consider a drug, but I consider a medicine personally – is yeah this is this is beautiful yeah i'm I'm excited i'm excited too i didn't know that you were doing that so that excites me even more because that means i like i know where i know where quantum health and wellness is like i'll come and jive i'll hang out like i want to learn i want to i want to go through this experience i know and and like the light opens up your brain in such a cool way that um i know you've heard kyle talk about mind movies Mm. So I, I want to start running workshops where we create mind movies, watch the mind movie, go under the light, watch the mind movie, go under the light so that you're literally like training it's like, your brain. It's reprogramming at its best right there. That's yeah. super cool. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Exciting stuff. Oh people, my you, people, you don't even know what's coming your way yet. Like oh, <laughs> so much good stuff. Claudia, yeah. I'm super stoked. I'm so grateful that you were open to talk about all this stuff too. Cause it, thank you for inviting me. Oh, I'm you're going to help somebody who's maybe been thinking about this. Cause I think this is a new subject. It is something that is very new age. I hate using that term, but it is, it's a newer age thing. It's not new age, but it's becoming something that's being brought to the light by the new age movement. Uh, this stuff's been around for thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of years before our modern day medicine system, this stuff existed. So for people out there who think that this is a new thing, it is not new. It's just maybe new to you, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. and from what you've heard from Claudia, I mean that it's helps and I'm excited to see if it helps anybody else out there. So cool. Thank you, Claudia. Welcome. I'm excited. And we'll, we'll definitely be talking more about this, I'm sure, at some point on our uh, quantum healing meeting. Sure, so, yeah. yeah. Well, we'll see you again soon. I'm excited to uh, hang out with you on our meetings. And uh, thank you again. Okay. Have a good day. Thanks. Thank you, Claudia. See you. Bye. Bye. Thank you guys so much for joining me on this awesome episode with my good friend, Claudia Moriel. I hope this enlightened you and helped you maybe consider some plant medicine for yourself if you've uh, been somebody who's spent some time in the personal development world and you've worked on many different things to heal yourself and you're finding that there's still pieces that need to heal and you're having a hard time getting to those uh, plant medicine may be an answer for you and I hope 
through hearing um, Claudia's story and description of how some of these are administered and the experience that you can have uh, under the um, um, influence of them, I guess I would say, is uh, it would help you uh, in your decision about it. So, um, yeah, I'm, I, I'm super excited to continue to deliver information to you guys. I'm having so much fun doing this, and I'm really stoked on the reviews that are being left on iTunes and the uh, I've, I've gotten five-star reviews. I'm so grateful for that. Uh, if, if this show is providing value for you, please share it out to your friends. Subscribe. Um, Click the link to be notified when shows are going to be dropping. I should be dropping them every Monday, but you never know. There could be a surprise episode here and there. You never know. Um, I'm excited for this to continue to grow. Um, again, if you'd like to support the show, please uh, go check out some Purium. You'll be helping me out, but most of all, you'll be helping yourself out and the planet out. Get healthier and get great nutrition in your body. Go over and check out Ancestral Supplements. Um, I think you'll really like what those guys are doing over there. Uh, it's an amazing, amazing company. Yeah, guys, super stoked. I'm grateful for the Longer Life podcast family, people who are listening regularly and sending me messages. I'm so stoked and so grateful to you all. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. This is a deep passion of mine, and as people listen, this show grows. So I love you all. Uh, excited for what's next. Yeah, get out there. Make some shift happen in your life, and hopefully this show is uh, helping you do that. So we'll see you next week uh, for another kick-ass episode. I love you all. Go out and enjoy Mother Nature. Stick your feet in the ground. Breathe in that beautiful prana. I love you all. Peace.